Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Good afternoon and welcome to From the Furrow. I'm your host, Britt O'Connell. Each week, we speak with subject matter experts regarding topics that are affecting the grain markets. This week, we do a deep dive on markets with Verl Prather from Atlanta, Illinois. Verl is the Director of Buyer Relations within the EverAg team. Verl has an affinity for numbers, facts, digging into details, and that serves him very well in his current role. Welcome to the show, Verl. Yeah, thanks for having me, Britt. Before we uh, dive in too deep here, let's review where the markets are trading. Today, we had September corn close up $0.07 cents at 6.15 and a half. With December corn closing up six and three quarters, following just behind at 614 even. Soybeans, we had September beans closing up 48 and a quarter cents at 1512 and a quarter, while new crop November beans closed up 28 and three quarters cents at 1428 and three quarters. So a good day in the grain markets today, Verl, as everything is up. We've got the much anticipated August WASD coming up on Friday. But let's start out with how the crops look in your area. You're located in the heart of central Illinois. This time of year, everybody wants to know how things are looking. Yeah, sure. Uh, the crops around here are, are looking pretty darn good, actually. Uh, we've caught some pretty timely rains that have certainly helped combat the high temps that we've seen uh, throughout the Corn Belt this summer here. Last week, even, we got about three and a half inches here locally, and a lot of producers feel like that will be enough to finish out the corn crop. But of course, we'd like to see a few more rains for soybeans. However, the soybean crop certainly looks like it has a lot of potential. Excellent. And obviously, these rains of late are going to help out those soybeans as they enter into that key reproductive stage and hopefully fill themselves out well. Verl, your job at EverAg is to serve as a liaison between our foundation's grain clients, our grain marketing advisors, and buyers across the entire Midwest. You get the pleasure of talking to over 200 buyers, you and your team. In your conversations with elevators, how are they positioned as we move towards harvest compared to prior years? Yeah, so within my conversations with grain buyers throughout the summer, I've found that the majority of folks have booked or uh, purchased a pretty normal amount of the new crop so far. There's been a lot of concern surrounding rail facilities getting adequate service uh, to be prepared to receive the new crop, as well as the ability to find enough trucks to keep the grain moving away from the elevator. Uh, And given the wide inverse in the cash markets that has lived throughout the spring and summer, uh, these grain elevators have kept their foot on the gas in an effort to get as much grain moved sooner rather than later. So as I look at bid sheets across the country, especially at harvest basis, it's what I would classify as sort of lackluster and not incredibly aggressive, given the fact that right now we're trading a 1.4 to 1.5 balance sheet. There's very little carry in the futures forward curve right now. Cost of carry is obviously high given increased interest rates and all those other associated costs that you highlighted, transportation, labor costs, all of those elevate cost of carry. What do you anticipate in harvest basis levels across the country doing as we get close to harvest here? The last few years, we've seen some, I'll call it atypical movement of basis 
whereas it's tightened as we've gotten deeper into harvest. What are your thoughts on that front? Yeah, as you mentioned, there's certainly a lot of uh, additional variables uh, coming to the harvest this year. It feels like most buyers at, at this time are really just letting the futures market do the work to purchase new crop grain. They haven't really felt a large need to bring basis levels back towards the average or, or, or even better. And high-flying futures values have uh, certainly allowed them to, to get some purchases on the books regardless. Uh, the exception has been in areas that have uh, production concerns for the new crop where basis values have started to strengthen a bit. I believe uh, that basis values still have some room to improve, but I've started to wonder, as you mentioned, how long it will take us to see it. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, it seems as though we have found the more aggressive harvest time values around mid-October. We talked a little bit about logistics here a minute ago. You mentioned that being an issue. How much impact do you think that logistics is having on some of these basis values across the country? Obviously, we've seen some incredibly aggressive old crop bids, but new crop wise, how do you think that weighs against logistics and basis? Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt that uh, the logistics has has added an abundance of stress and risk to the grain buyers this year. Uh, from lack of service at the railroad to lack of available truck freight, like we've kind of discussed here, and not to mention the cost associated with both. I believe that logistics has offered opportunities as well as taking some away um, in regard to old crop. Uh, for example, you know, lack of truck freight for commercial grain elevators has at times kept processors from receiving adequate amounts of grain, and therefore they were forced to strengthen cash bids in the near term to entice uh, producers to move it. On the other hand, um, you know, these facilities, especially rail terminals that, that kept seeing delays in the car showing up to be loaded, uh, would have had to weaken their bid, right, if they had started to fill up. In addition, on the new crop side of things, I believe that the uncertainty surrounding logistics and what it's actually going to cost a commercial elevator to move the grain at harvest time or thereafter has added a lot of pressure on, on the top of the basis values we've seen. And it seems like some of these buyers are working in a bit of a buffer to protect themselves from high flying diesel prices and what future freight rates are going to be. We certainly appreciate your insight on logistics and basis and what you're seeing across the country. Shifting gears a bit, this week, the big focal point for the trade is going to be the release of the August USDA WASDE report at 11 o'clock central. What are the general expectations heading into this report, Verl? And what in particular are you going to be looking for yeah, the market is expecting the USDA to come out with a smaller yield number for both the corn and soybeans on Friday. Uh, we have started to see a pretty pretty wide range in estimates, uh, but the average guess is for a decline of about a bushel an acre in corn and about half a bushel per acre in soybeans. And I'm personally going to be watching demand very closely, especially as it pertains to old crop corn. The USDA decides to pull back export estimates, which may be very likely, in my opinion. We could see any lower corn yield overshadowed by the lower demand. Also, I think it'll be important to keep a close eye on acres. As the USDA mentioned in the June 30th acreage report that a new survey would be done for some of the northern growing regions. Specifically, a big jump in soybean acres would certainly bring a shock throughout the market. You mentioned a revision of exports 
lower Vero. Were you referring to the old crop or the new crop balance sheet? Yeah, yeah, that was specifically on old crop. Uh, we have kind of been dragging our feet a bit here on sales lately and haven't been able to meet the expectations this far. We've got one more month before we close out the 21 crop and its balance sheet. So we'll see what the USDA does with that. Verl, any more comments before we wrap up as we think about the USDA's release of its WASDE report? I tell you what, if anybody has uh, some additional sales or if they've been thinking about some offers, get them out there, right? This market can move fast and furious, and especially we've seen very wide moves um, at releases of these reports. So take advantage of the volatility and throw your offers out there and get them working. Great advice, Verl. We certainly appreciate your time and expertise in joining us. Thank you for listening to From the Furrow this week. As always, please feel free to contact us with comments or questions. 